0: Coming whoa, 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 whoa. after now, we've got Lupe Solitario to catch a thief. Is looking to warm up. It's still Crescetti in front, shooting for five in a row from To Catch a Thief and Lupe Solitario. Snakes alive. That's five in a row for
1: Crescetti. Named after Dean Martin, uh, Grachetti We can't wait to see him after that replay. Of course, he came out and won a group one. His first go at a mile, he sat 1-1 one, one and got the job done. So very exciting. Great job, these trainers, Deddy Walker and Aaron Tata. And Daniel Naklay, or Naklay, is the lucky owner of this horse. And he joins us from New Zealand. How are you, Daniel? I'm really well, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. That'll get you fired up. Dean Martin and your horse, all in the one.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong there. jeez, i just just like a little glass of red in my hand, and I'll be I'll be happy days. <laughs> but it's a little bit too early in the morning over here in New Zealand.
1: When did this fascination with Dean Martin start with you, Daniel?
0: Oh, I don't know. It's it sort of just I just loved his music. He he, he tells a story, and uh, um, we've got a little restaurant here named Valare uh, after him. And uh, we've had some we've had some wonderful nights uh, with Dean Martin up uh, on the big screen and uh, playing in the background, and. Uh, it sort of, uh, yeah, eventuated from there.
1: And this horse taught me a lesson because I had no idea this was his his birth name, wasn't it, Dino Graschetti?
0: Yeah, that's, his uh, stable name was always Dino, he was always a, a cracking horse and uh, Carol Walker who uh, runs Byley Park uh, here uh, for me, uh, she's always kept the name Dino in reserve knowing my, uh, my infatuation with, uh, with Dean Martin and um she, she labelled them Dino, and uh, the, the natural progression the race name was Dino Crescetti.
1: So what are you going to call the next one if you get a good one?
0: Oh, jeez, I'll tell you what. there would be a little bit of red wine to go under that bridge first. So.
1: What about that day? <laughs>
0: that could work well. We've actually got one running around again. She's one of the last two starts, pour the wine. So uh, she's, uh, she's going well. So that Dean Martin team's working well for us.
1: Yeah. Gee, I used to love those Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin movies uh, many years ago. Absolute classics, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, Just in regards to the restaurant, Valare, is it just outside of Auckland, Italian restaurant? Yeah, we're we're basically South Auckland. It's a little suburban
0: place. Um, uh, Oh, jeez, we kicked it off with my cousin, uh, Marwan Barak, who unfortunately passed away um, uh, a few years back now. But uh, we kicked it off, and um, there's two young guys that we needed a place that we could... um, uh, you know, enjoyed a bit of fun that was close to home. And, uh, and yeah, gee, 25 years later, we're still going strong. It's a, it's a great team there. And, uh, yeah, Dean Martin and a uh, little bit of cheese on toast. There we go, Australia.
1: I'm going to test your Dean Martin knowledge now. What year was he born, do you reckon?
0: Oh, geez, I can tell you it was Christmas Day. Uh, well, thank goodness. That might have been one. But, uh, no, you've lost me. You've lost me. You've, oh, you've stumped me at the first. 1917,
1: <laughs> he was born? Is
0: that
1: right? And passed in 95, Christmas Day 95.
0: That's uh, yeah, that's yeah, there was an association there with Christmas Day. But uh yeah, yeah, forever, uh, forever missed. But uh, hey, the music lives on.
1: Yeah, and he was born in the US, wasn't
0: he? That's right, yeah, I think uh, Italian uh, immigrant family, um and uh, was a boxer early on. Mm. Uh, so uh yeah, he had to come up the hard way as uh as pretty much as his, uh, his uh, namesake um, running around here in the country probably has that to do as well.
1: Well, this horse has captured everyone's imagination because he just keeps doing the job. He's so professional. Can you take me through the story with Creschetti being Zacinto from a mare that uh, Roger James trained, uh, won a couple of races, Grace Hill and O'Reilly mare?
0: That's right. Well, I, we actually bred uh, Grace Hill. Um, the, her dam her was uh, Irish Colleen, and she was my first ever purchase uh, on my own back. I thought, oh, I'm going to back myself here, rightly or wrongly, and see if I can find a, a horse to buy without actually asking anyone. Uh, and uh, she was at a Fayette Park dispersal sale. Uh, David Benjamin uh, sadly passed away last week, and it was his uh, dispersal sale. Uh, so I picked her up as a wheeling for $8,500, and she went across to, uh, to Stephen and Trevor McKee, uh, ended up winning a couple of stakes races and has been a, been a wonderful, wonderful mare. Uh, and Grace Hill was her first foal. Uh, she was a pole share uh, with Waikato stud and uh, we sold her to, to Roger and um, she showed all sorts of ability. Uh, and you could see that in a, I think she only had five starts or a couple of wins and a couple of very unlucky runs uh, and uh, due to injury had re- retired. So um, thanks, uh, to Roger, uh, we have broken a deal to to buy her back. Uh, and um, yep, see, she's uh, she's uh, certainly uh, certainly done the job as a broodmare so far. So and to, to date, she's still Irish. Colleen's only only filly. Uh, so,
1: so, what um, did you like yep. about Irish Colleen? You said that you want to going, going to do it all yourself. So, what what obviously you, you put a lot of research into it when you bought Irish Colleen.
0: Well, you don't know what you don't know, do you, Steve? It's um, I, I walked in there probably a bit naively and. Um, just looked at, at you know something that uh that had a bit of muscle um you know a good forearm and um you know I still remember seeing it for the first time and uh, you know just a, a very uh, furry furry little uh, little foal and um uh, just walked really nicely um you know a very nice short cannon and um she was a yeah, really good uh, you know twelve fourteen hundred meter horse for me um and that was it but yeah so you just sometimes needed that bird on your shoulder and um, you know, so thankfully the bird was there on the day.
1: Then why did you pick Kento to send Grace Hill to to get this Grishetti?
0: We, he the, the cross worked, um, and Russell Warwick's always a uh, Westbury stud. He's always drilled it into me that we're here to breed racehorses, not sales horses. So uh, he's a, he was a very handy sire as a uh but probably not the most commercial option in the whole wide world. But his cross with O'Reilly mares is, is is really really good, uh, and that. Um, that, that's where we got to uh, in terms of the mating. In fact, I sent uh, Irish Colleen to him the season before and got a really nice horse. Um, uh, he had three trials to three wins before he was sold offshore. And um, on the strength of that, the, the, the foal that was born, uh, Grace Hill followed suit the following season. And um, here comes Deno Crochetti.
1: And what was he standing for when you sent the mare to Zacinto? Uh, about $8,000. Gee, tell me about some of the offers that you've been annoyed for so long since this all's even debuted and off trials even, I think you got interest. Uh, you just keep saying no to them. How big did they get, Daniel?
0: Well, to be fair, we've never even got to numbers, Steve. We've just, uh, uh, you, you breed a few, you, you, you sell a lot. And um, uh, Danny and Aaron uh, said to me, look, we think this one might be might be a bit special after his trial win and, um, really, we there was a, a, a bit of interest early on, and uh, nothing ever eventuated. And um, you know, I'm a firm believer of what's meant to happen is going to happen. And I thought, you know, something I we could end up with egg on our face. You know, this is the racing game. You never know what's around the corner, and um, it's it's not a hard game to get beaten. Uh, in. but I just made up my mind early on that uh, we certainly received a few calls, and, and certainly nothing annoying about them. You're, you're privileged to be on the receiving end of people that are that have got an interest in in the horse, and. Um, uh, but yeah, we've never even got to numbers. I've just said, look, I uh, really appreciate the call, but uh, uh, he's here to race and um, uh, and and just I suppose, to see how far he wants to he wants to take us on this journey.
1: Yeah, I, I was on air that day. I put his first race to air. It was just arrogant, wasn't? It? That was at the counties. That was Feb of last year, wasn't it?
0: That's, that's, yeah, you're being on, um, and there was just a nice easy uh, easy win. Danny said to me uh, on the day here, he and Aaron, obviously you know really really good judges, uh, and they sell most of their horses. To be fair, so their names um, as good as they are as trainers, their, their names never on the domestic um, highlight list until recently. and uh, He just said to me, look, they just won't beat him. Uh, he's uh, he's shown us that much, and. Yeah, lo and behold, um, yeah, jumps, runs and wins, which uh, yeah, it, was, it was an easy watch, I have to tell you. So we'll take it and very gratefully received.
1: When was he gelded, Chris uh,
0: Early on, we, um, he, he, uh, he was a really nice uh, yearling, uh, but really probably not, didn't have too much commercial appeal and probably a little bit on the boisterous side. Um, we thought about sending him across to the ready-to-runs over here, um, uh, again, because he is a, is a nice type, but um, he actually developed a couple of quite large splints um, just, just not being ready, he's not a horse that uh, you'd want to push. And uh, in fairness to him, we said, OK, that's fine. You can come back into the paddock and rest up. And um, Danny and Aaron were very kind enough to, to see if uh, they'd assess him for us. And um, it was actually at Carol Walker's here, She looked at him in the paddock and said, right, he's, he's a horse that suits Danny and Aaron. They're wonderful people. And uh, we've, we've always wanted to send a horse uh, over to them. And um, he
1: was the one. Yeah, I didn't know much about Danny, but I've done lots of interviews since this horse came along, and also Aaron Tata as well. I don't know much about him, but obviously it works.
0: it does. they have been in partnership together or working together for about, oh, jeez, almost a quarter of a century now, and they're a wonderful team. Aaron rides this horse every morning, and he knows them inside and out. you know, and uh, I've always said, uh, you know, it's the way the, the, the penny or the, the waterfall drops, so the horse tells Aaron, Aaron tells Danny and Danny tells me and I just agree. So, uh, um, you know, I've got you know, implicit trust in the guys and they, they leave no stone unturned um, and they, they really deserve, uh, you know, the accolades.
1: And this Warren Kennedy, now I understand that you had a lot to do with Warren and also Craig Zackey who had to go back, of course, last season due to family reasons, that you were the guy that got them out here, to, got them to New Zealand from South Africa. Can you take us through that story, Daniel? Yeah,
0: certainly. Um, uh, yeah, wonderful guys. Wonderful guys with wonderful families uh, that, that came across and um, through Donovan Mansor here who... Uh, came also from South Africa, rode with them, Um, he was injured and uh, he's part of the the team now uh, running uh, running the Equine Academy uh, for us. Um, He said, we we probably, I suppose, got to the stage where we we have got some really talented jockeys in the jockeys room, but we just don't have enough of them and, um, you know, we can talk about these problems or we can do something about them and um, just working in with Donovan, uh, we made the approach to to Warren and Craig and... um, uh, you know, to the credit, they, they took a leap of faith and have come across and um, you know, Craig obviously had to go back for, uh, to catch up with the family and we still keep in, in good contact with Craig and uh, Sasha and the team but uh, um, you know, Warren and Barbara and they're two, uh, two beautiful girls, that, uh, made New Zealand a home and yeah, have never looked back. And, uh, geez, uh, it's, it's just we appreciate the professionalism that Warren brings to the table and, and the skills. Um, and he's just a wonderful, wonderful man in every sense of the word.
1: Yeah. What about the day you had a couple of weeks ago, Warren Kennedy? It was extraordinary. The stars aligned in every race just about.
0: That's it. He could ride a broomstick that day and, and get it up. But uh, not the Wizard of Wars. He uh, he certainly absolutely blew everything out of the water. Sure. They were coming from uh, coming from everywhere, um, you know, in front and behind, um, coming from last and, uh, and you know, on a serious race day for us over here as well. But uh, just absolutely, it was like da Vin- watching Da Vinci paint. It was just a, just a masterclass. Yeah, the so
1: why did you look at South Africa? Were you following someone who had a South African connection? Were you watching races over there and you spotted these guys? How did that... How did they come yeah, under your yeah. notice
0: your radar well, well that was uh, through uh, donovan Mansour. so Donovan had ridden uh, over in South Africa and uh, against the guys and uh, uh, he came across to New Zealand and ridden you know, quite successfully here for a couple of seasons and then had his injury uh, which which uh, stopped his riding career so um, donovan 's part of the team here at Biley Park and the equine academy and uh, so he and I worked together and he uh' would just saying what what can we do to actually bolster up our, our riding ranks and um uh Donovan made the call. he knows the guys well, and uh he said to me you know up front he said i 've never ridden uh against a, a stronger rider in the finish than, than warren kennedy um, and he, he certainly' you know along with Craig, these are the guys that uh 'd like to make an approach to which uh, which happened and as I say they, they took a leap of faith on us, and we took a leap of faith on them and um I, you know, a group one later, uh, in, in some some massive success for Warren and, and some really deserved success as well. Um, you know, it's great to see the results.
1: Yeah, he rode some nice horses in South Africa too, including a really good mare some years ago, a Philly mare called uh, Summer Pudding and Rainbow Bridge, but he's ridden over 1,500 winners from over 14,000 rides, Warren Kennedy, and he's been on this horse right from the very start, he's starting to get, I mean, how do you feel, you know, given that there's always this expectation with him now, and he's $1.35 to win, win this big race at Ellerslie tomorrow in the first race? The dollar thirty-five, Christ, he's drifting. <laughs> so, so, he opened at a dollar thirty. Someone knows something. Don't like get that. nervous.
0: <laughs> no. Well, to be fair, after his last run, we uh, we tipped him out for three weeks into a nice, lush paddock, and I've said to a few people, "Christ, so that horse didn't need to break my nerves, did it?" Um, so I was shot to pieces by the end of that campaign. But uh, at the end of the day, unless you're black caviar, you're going to get beaten at some stage. Uh, um, but. Uh, at this stage, uh, you know we uh, we live in hope, and um, um, you know we'll see if we can
1: carry on our merry way tomorrow. Yeah, just under the conditions, obviously the weight and everything he's pitchforked in here. He's drawn gate three in the first, the old man's all trophy, and he's a dollar thirty three now. So someone's listening. <laughs> They're taking the dollar thirty five. <laughs> so when do we see him in Australia? Can you take us through his path? What does it look like beyond this race with Graschetti tomorrow? Yeah, the plan, we've only
0: got a two-race campaign at this stage for him, so safely through tomorrow, hopefully he uh, puts his best foot forward. Um, he'll be looking at the BCD sprint uh, at for two weeks uh, from tomorrow, on the 10th of February, against, which is a weight for age 1,400-metre race here, uh, Group 1. Um, and I think that's going to be his litmus test, really. Um, he's won at Tearapa a couple of times, so he knows the track well. Um, he'll carry 55 and a half. And if we can compete against the, the Y-TAC, the last group, one winner of the railway here, um, and a few of the others, then uh, I guess the thinking cap goes on at that point for, for Danny and Aaron. And uh, uh, whether, we, uh, whether he goes in the paddock or, or find something local or, uh, or we possibly head over your way and um, uh, be tourists for a week.
1: All right, so you're just taking, um, you know, you're just keeping a bit of a level head and you're not going, you know, over the top at this stage with his grand plans, you know, given he's still got so much to offer. He's such a young horse.
0: That's right. He's still got a bit of development to do. Even in that three weeks, Steve, he he just strengthened up. You could actually see it. uh, uh, In fact, he he looks like he's almost lengthened a fraction, which is a bit silly to say when he's only been out for three weeks. But uh, Warren came back with the same feedback after his track gallop at Ellersley between races. Um, so that we'll just take it step by step. We don't want to overtax them, um, and it's a family that tends to improve as they get older as well. So um, we'll uh, yeah, we'll just take it one step at a time. And if he has two runs this campaign or, or three, and, but that would be probably the end of it. And uh, he deserves a, a well-needed rest, as, as, as do my nerves, I think, by that
1: stage as well. <laughs> yeah, and what I love about him, as I said, we've seen him lead, we've seen him sit, he can run a mile, he can run 1,200, wet, dry. He's just seeming, seemingly the, the perfect racehorse. And even last, that 2,000 guineas, of course, you would have looked at the history of the race that he won. I mean, you know, horses like Extravagant, Turn Me Loose, Sacred Fours, Katie Lee, Darcy Brahma. I mean, some really good horses have won that.
0: Yeah, it, it was just humbling to be to be there and, and be there as favourite, and uh, he, he certainly got the job done for us. Uh, he, you know, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. He just doesn't let you down. the source. he he does his best. Um, yeah, the, you know, things are going to get tougher as as, uh, as the grades uh, get harder, um, but yeah, it was it was just a yeah great uh, great. Result a great win. Um, Warren jumped off and said, Look, he, they weren't going to get past him. He may have won by half a length, but he was sitting there waiting for the other horse uh, most of the way down the straight. So um, we think the mile's not going to be, you know, it's, it's always a, a little bit easier against your own age group. Um, but we think. Even in the future, I think a mile
1: might be right up as alley. Well, Dean, Dean is looking down and uh, cheering for this horse, like all of us. Thanks for telling us the Gracchetti story, and we just can't wait for this meeting. And he's just going to lay the platform for a very special day at Ellerslie tomorrow. As I said, this is coming through our time in Eastern time in Queensland, at, just after one o'clock, about one twenty. So, as I said, that's race one, number one. And after he wins, we'll all want what will we say? We'll probably say a moray, eh, will we?
0: Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a lot of singing and dancing, but uh, hey, we've got to get past the post first. It's racing at the end of the day, but uh, yeah, fingers crossed he's fit, he's well. Um, His work on Wednesday was really, really good, Uh, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully things go to plan. Good on you, Daniel. Good on. Thanks. You ready
1: for this? See you, Daniel.
0: See you later. (laughs) Hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore.